Hello, and welcome to Saving People, Queering Things, a Supernatural podcast. We were previously known as Driver Picks the Podcast, and the episode you're about to listen to was recorded under that name. Though our name has changed as of season three, our show hasn't changed that much. Our structure and theme-based discussions are the same, and we're so glad you're here. Now, let's get on the road. Hello, and welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast, the show where we talk about ghosts, road trips, and free will through every episode of the TV series Supernatural. Today, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 21, Salvation, through the theme of memories. I'm Abigail, your host, and joining me today are three wonderful siblings, one of whom you will have all heard before, Hannah, and their siblings, Noah and Theo. Do you each want to introduce yourselves and how familiar you are with Supernatural? Maybe starting with you, Hannah, we'll go down the, down the age line. Hi, Hannah, longtime fan, first time caller. Um, that's kind of how I feel about the show Supernatural itself. I have been actively involved in the show for, God, like eight years now, something ridiculous. Um, and yet, this is the first time I'm actually watching it. I've previously seen the pilot and Faith um, up until we started recording this podcast. So this is a lovely excuse to actually uh, watch my way through the show instead of faking my way through. Okay, uh, I'm Noah. I <clears throat> This is the first episode I've ever watched of Supernatural, but I've existed on Tumblr and I know a lot about the rest of it. But... This was a phenomenal first episode to start on. <laughs> Throwing you right in the deep end of the plot oh, of this show. Oh, right on it. Right in on the it. heart. Not a filler episode at all. Nope. nope. Don't feel bad about this one. No fluff <laughs> at all. Um, I'm Theo. I have watched, I'd say probably the first seven and a half seasons just um for the monster of the day kind of vibe to it and the like brother dynamic. Um, and then I kind of just dropped out of it. Um, yeah. So it's now time for a little series recap, the road so far. So there is a gun that can kill anything, including demons. And the Winchesters are closing in on the demon that killed Mary and Jess. After months of searching, the three of them are reunited and they're on the hunt for this demon and they have the gun in their possession. Um, and that's pretty much the where we've come so far. The visions that Sam has been having um, have stopped for now. Prior to this episode, it's been a while since he's had any visions and they don't really know much more about what killed Mary and Jess other than that it's a demon. Um, and that brings us to this episode and to a very fun thing we call the 30-second recap. Okay, three, two, one, go. So the brothers and John um, finally have the cult, right, which is a gun that can kill anything. Uh, and they have located signs of the demon that killed Jessica and Mary. So they start to head towards the demon, but along the way, Meg calls, uh, calls John away and they leave the boys uh, with hopefully the cult, uh, John heading to go meet Meg. The boys successfully save a mother and her child from the demon while John unsuccessfully faces down two of his own. Well done, well done. Three, two, one, go. So Meg has resurfaced and she is killing the people who are important to John Winchester in an effort to get his attention because they have the cult and they the demons know that Meg, that uh, John is, is closing in on them and so they John has to go and give a fake cult to Meg while Sam and Dean try and stop the real demon that killed Mary and Jess with the real cult but John gets captured in the process and the demon gets away leaving Sam and Dean waiting to find out where John is three two one begin Okay, um, Sam and Dean and John all are together and finally have the gun that'll kill all the demons, any demon, but it's only four bullets, so it's kind of, okay. Um, and then they have to split up because John is getting haunted by Meg. She's killing people and he has to go. So Sam and Dean have to go kill the guy that killed their mom, the demon. Um, and they don't think they can do it without him, but they're brothers, so they 
they can pull it out. Uh, and John gets haunted, caught, even though he does a really cool holy water trick. Okay. That's nice. 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 I appreciate the details about the number of bullets. Like yeah, that was a good point. You brought in there. Three, two, one, go. So John, Sam, and Dean are on a hunt to track down the demon that killed um, Sam and Dean's mom and Jessica. Um, And on the way, I mean, not on the way, they found the cult that kills the demons. And on the way, John gets threatened by Meg because she's killing his friend. So they split up and go and hunt their respective demons. And John loses and Sam and Dean win. Yay! I do appreciate that we we are recording this and we are all four of us in different time zones. So it's impressive we were able to make this work, but it's very late for some of you. So let's, <laughs> they're shaking their heads. I, I forgot that none of us are reasonable human beings that would go to bed at reasonable hours. It's now time for us to discuss this episode through the chosen theme of the week. And this week, that theme is memories. I want to hear about any things you notice in this episode related to the theme of memories and also just anything, any observations you had about the episode in general. There's a lot of I... caps lock, caps lock me yelling about John <laughs> in these notes. <laughs> like at four different times, there's caps lock me yelling about John. And those are my angry caps lock <laughs> i really enjoyed throughout the episode the sort of right the familial tension who would have guessed that i'd talk about that um <laughs> <laughs> but i think right we're presented the differences and also the splits between dean and sam a lot in this episode um right we can see really distinctly how dean is caught in the middle between his old role and his kind of his new role that he didn't quite realize existed um or one could say an even older role, depending on how we're going to look at that. But I would say that Dean and John always connect on the level of the present, right? Uh, Dean is, and John are very, like, in the moment, it is about hunting. Mm. And I think that's sort of summarized right at the end of the episode when Dean is like, well, kind of who cares about the demon? Like, our job is just to continue, like, the hunt. Like, focusing on the next monster. To do that. Right. right. He's like, I would much rather both of us live. Like, who the fuck cares? That's not my goal. Um, versus Dean, uh, sorry, Sam and John only connect through memories, Ooh. right? The only time, the only times that John respects him is when he's comparing Mary and Jessica. Um, when Dean comforts Sam about Sam panicking, like, this is all my fault. John says nothing. The only way he can feel any sort of empathy or connection or relationship to Sam are through those memories of sort of either the moments before he lost Mary or the moments before Sam lost Jessica. And I thought that was just a really delicious tension that was sort of represented in like eight different ways throughout the episode. That's really, really good. <laughs> like, and cause the whole hunt that they're on right now is just memories. Like they're going after the demon that killed their mom and their girlfriend and their wife like and then even splitting up um you know John's thinking about all these memories of people he's worked with of people Mm -hmm. that have helped him of people that have like they've that he's talked to and been in a community with for so long like yeah so like the whole hunt is just really just littered with memories everywhere yeah the, the like danger of this episode is really centered around like you can lose the people that you have all these important memories with like Meg threatening basically saying you know I will kill everyone you ever cared about mm. everyone you have any memories with which yeah yeah where John is entire entirely motivated by memories like like yeah good memories with people, bad memories against other people. Like his entire mm. motivation, is, as far as it seems to mm-hmm. us at this point, is, yeah. is memories. And wanting yeah. to make more is what is what Dean likes to, to look at it as. You know, like he, he would rather make more memories another day in the end. Mm. Whereas Sam wants to 
get back some good memories from before. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And address and like get closure for for like past bad memories. Like both John and Sam seem to be like, we gotta finish this because otherwise we'll never have closure. And Dean's like, who the fuck cares about closure if we're all dead? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's a lot more real about it. He's the only one who sees anything happening beyond the end of this. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm. Like he's the only one who can imagine a future. Everyone else's whole goal. Oh, their whole life purpose sort of stops oh, at the moment um, the with this demon, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it ends with the demon and Dean is the only one who can see anything beyond that. And I think that's so interesting in terms of both John and Sam being focused and motivated by memories. Yeah. Because I think I texted Abigail about this line that like infuriated <laughs> yeah, me. We're, yeah, yeah. I was just going to bring this up. Yeah, I, so, did we have the same thought? It's the same brainworm right at this moment. Say it, say it. And Literally. then I'll elaborate on it. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Perfect. Um, no, I texted Abigail and I was like, I can't fucking believe John Winchester, the gall of the man to be like, I want Sam to go like, go to school and I want Dean to have a home and I want Mary back. And I was like, first off, you were responsible for the home. That was your response. You could have given Dean a home. The fact that Dean doesn't have a home. And you know that? about what you, and you know, and that. You, so- you know, acknowledging know. out loud. And that, like, it's not you. Yeah. I fucking, I was, but it's still then, right? It'd be like sending Sam back to school, getting Mary back, or building something new for Dean, right? Like, Dean is the only person who has a future. Yeah. 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 His is, okay, his is thank you. you. Your turn. Well, and it's, sorry, and it's so much of, like, Sam had gotten out like he was going to school and getting in he was doing his own thing and then is now back in and now he's like I lost all that so I'm fully into this like there's nothing else for me which Mm -hmm. is like Dean's trying so hard to be like hold on hold on I'm right here yeah yeah to be like you haven't actually lost everything that could be meaningful and I think Dean believes because he doesn't think there's any other life for him outside of hunting i think dean is like okay well if there isn't any other life like at least we have each other at least we could build something out of that that's family it's good whereas both sam and, and john are such tunnel vision around the past and like that lot that was that line of like yeah i want you to go to school i want Dean to have a home i want mary back is so interesting because it's just this juxtaposition between the memories versus the reality and he's listing these three things like they're possible and I'm like you the, the, I want Mary back I'm like that's not that's not possible and so it's uh, and yeah and Sam going back to school like is not never will never be possible in the way it was before and he doesn't seem to see that that he's almost I think he does maybe recognize there's no yeah, again, like you said, he's sort of centered on like the present hunt and on the past, but I don't think he's spent any time since Mary died thinking about a, a, a good or healthy future. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not a healthy future. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a healthy, it's not a healthy man there, right there. <laughs> not quite. I did. I did write down in my notes um, that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a pretty big gender, but not as a dad, just as a hunter. Like, mm, not as a dad. Even as a bad as a hunter, hunter that yeah. sometimes has cool tricks. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I literally wrote <laughs> the only not nauseating thing about John in this episode is him sassing Meg and being a passable strategist. Like that one scene where <laughs> passable he's like, strategist. Like he's passable. Like I'm like, I'm not giving him passable strategist John Winchester. <laughs> it's like the holy water stuff. That's good. my dad, the passable strategist. It's a B plus, but it's still a B, you know? Yeah, you know. Still a B B's get degrees, you know. Yeah. That's the hunter motto. <laughs> I, don't have I am with you i do think hunters are also very gender i watch hunters do their job well yeah you're like yeah, oh. everything about dean is a little gender but like dean constantly knowing how to handle the monsters because of what mm-hmm. john has kind of taught him yeah yeah big mood yeah and the like the like yeah it's very gender this the the scene where 
the sass he's just sass like where like he knows he's caught he knows he's screwed but he's just like going back and forth with Meg like giving as good as he can and you're like I'm like you know what like I'll give you it it takes some balls to just like be like I'm probably like yeah. gonna be dead very soon but I don't think I but like there's still a little bit of like you see a little bit of like I'll give it to you like that Dean gets a little bit of his bravado stupid bravado from John's like probably fucked but like I kind of have a plan we got a backup plan <laughs> yeah got some holy water in the pipes like yeah. that'll buy us 10 seconds <laughs> yeah I mean honestly I I don't know how much time that buys him in the end because it you know trails off <laughs> but uh yeah not, not great it looks cool it yeah. looked cool yeah it looked really cool I dug it I did like this shot when uh, when he dropped the rosary in the water and it focused on the rosary floating. Like that was a really cool mm-hmm. shot. That like little moment of of him having to do this sort of like quiet, sacred sort of like ceremonial thing. And she almost caught him. Yeah, yeah. Like added a little bit of suspense. Yeah. Everything else about him in the episode is very big and brash, and that moment is very like subdued. That's true. It's true. He is very loud spoken before that. <laughs> yeah. And after. Sam also seemed to be uh, uh, haunted by the like the little flashes, uh, like the visions he had. Mm-hmm. It's like the reverse of memories, you know? Yeah. We're talking about memories. The visions yeah. are kind of the opposite because it's right. like a memory that could happen, but yeah. You don't know and it's gonna happen eventually maybe i don't know yeah and and like you haven't seen the other episodes but like it and, and you from what you know probably but like sam all season has been having these kind of like visions premonitions and they have come true they have come true other than the only time they didn't come true was the one time that, that him and dean intervened mm. and were able to stop one of those visions from coming true in the it it like still kind of came true but not exactly in the way that that he saw it and so it's interesting like yeah thinking about that as the opposite of memories like sam is equally haunted by both but sam i think that's the one piece of like thing that that sort of drives him as well because he that gives him Mm. something to do it gives him something he like a purpose yeah his little hunt yeah like the visions give him a little bit of something else yeah it's it's like where dean's skill comes in and sam has sort of been like a little bit more a little bit more mainstreamed um so to speak like this gets him it puts him on the same level and i think also Noah, you make a really good point tying that to memories because it's right the opposite of memories it's not a remembrance of the past it's a premonition of the future but this is the convergence right like the memories that he's slowly gaining of like whatever happened that night being the exact same as the visions that he's getting of what's about to happen that night like that convergence I think is really powerful of we've been following both of these moments the whole season it's exactly it's and it's still really centered around the same thing like it's still like and Sam even identifies this when they're talking he's like you know these visions are all about this demon this like Mary and he's he's like Sam's like oh I'm at the center of all of this this demon is at the center of all of this like this is all whether or not it's my fault or it's or like it's my responsibility you know his visions are 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 giving him purpose but it's still like directing him back to the same purpose that he's had for 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 so long like as soon since since Jess died that's been his only like it's the only lens he's seeing things through his his memories and his future memories both work in the same direction yeah pulling him opposite inside which i was gonna say because like i straight up thought he was just having flashbacks in his memory because i totally forgot the homeboy got vision so i was like damn they're giving a lot of these flashbacks and then i was like oh right but like that makes sense that they're just kind of like paralleled yeah and this kind of happened in early an earlier episode too. There's been a couple of times where he's like had visions, but they've kind of like the way they've kind of portrayed his like there's a there's a shot in one episode where he sees Jess mm. in like a a vision sort of thing, but it and it's 
played the same way a lot of his actual visions are, but that one is a bit more, you kind of get the impression that that one's more of him remembering and seeing her because he wants to see her. And it's not as much of a like weird psychic supernatural thing. And so like the, the interplay of like memory and vision is sort of already really mucky with him. Okay. Okay. Which is, right. is just interesting. Yeah. So what kind of toll does that take on a young, you know, young man, hunter? <laughs> well, he's, Not great. he's very angry and also very reckless, as we saw at the end <laughs> when he was like, I don't care if I'll die if I go in. That part's so realistic, like, just in terms of, like, I don't care. I do. Like... <laughs> sibling peak sibling energy we all been there hey there's no need to call us out you know (laughs) oh right at the beginning uh that scene when dean and sam are going back and forth right sam Mm -hmm. was like so this is about me and he starts like internalizing it um and dean is the only one who comforts him yeah right john is like john's kind of implicitly like yeah bud yeah and dean says it's not your fault it's our problem or it's not your fault, it's a problem. And Sam says, yeah, it's my problem. And Dean says, it's not your problem, it's our, our problem. problem. Like, as a, as, a, <laughs> as a sibling, with my siblings in the chat, um, <laughs> that moment, yeah, I can see Theo's like nodding, Noah put his, <laughs> put his hand up in agreement. It's yeah. that moment of absolutely like this, not only is this not your fault, but it's it's our situation. Like not only... Am I not letting you take this blame, but I'm not letting you stew in whatever the problem is or like sit with whatever guilt, you know, is such yeah. is such a moment. And John's sitting there like silently judging, which is what it feels <laughs> anyway. like. And well, and also John in that scene makes me so angry because he gets angry that he didn't know about first he's he's skeptical about the visions and about there being them being mean, meaningful. And he sort of infantilizes Sam and kind of goes like. I don't know, mm-hmm. like, what you're having these you visions tell me about this, and then yeah, it goes. Why didn't you tell me about this? And like, and Dean up until that point is just sort of like, is frustrated, and and then he he like fully like does a physical like turns, goes to like goes confrontational at John, which we've only seen him do like one or two other times in the season so far, and I think they were in the previous episode really, and he goes like, are you kidding me? Like, I called you from Lawrence. Sam called you when I was dying. And he just like reams John a new one. And I was very happy about that. And then I was very immediately mad because John's like, John's a little bit subdued and he's like, you're right. And then he was, and then he has the gall to be like, though I'm not crazy about this new tone of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, you know, we all have experiences of this with, with parental figures where, where there's a moment where they're like, where you call them out on something and, and they're like, you're right, but I don't like how you told me. Like, uh-huh. it's like, your tone no, you is not respectful. Any other Stop! <laughs> <laughs> I obviously the tension in this episode of right Dean being torn between John and Sam and picking Sam, right, which had which had me super emotional the whole episode. Um, he he sees but more of that, himself in Sam, and I think that's why, like, he subconsciously has been doing that. I think their whole lives. One hundred percent. Because he sees Mary, he sees Mary and Dean, and it pushes him emotionally mm. away from Dean because he's put Dean in a caretaker role over Sam. He sees like Mary-related traits in Dean, and he pushes away mm. at Dean. But he sees himself in Sam, and there I kept seeing so many moments where Sam's reaction was so similar, mirrored, mir- like so mirrored. Yeah. Yeah. That had me tripping. The fact that Sam, I like Sam and John would have the same reaction, but Sam sees Mary in himself and Dean sees John in himself. Like mm-hmm. Dean is terrified that, and also Dean is terrified that he is his father, but he's also terrified that he's not. And Sam at like, at least to this point, Sam at no point is like, maybe I have a little John in me. No, he thinks he's the furthest possible thing from being like his father and that he Literally. has built so much of which his identity what, around that which is what yep. makes him so much like yeah uh, <laughs> he cannot, mm-hmm. 
He's so convinced he's not. There's a moment when John says, I just want this to be over. And I'm pretty sure that exact line is something Sam said just like three or four episodes ago, where Mm -hmm. Sam said, I just want this to be over. This is tangentially related. The fact that Dean carried the baby out the same way he carried Sam. (laughs) I talk about like a memory, talk about trauma, talk about family relationships shit that that got me and that moment of like like Dean carrying the baby out being Dean carrying Sam out being Dean choosing Sam and that coming full circle like and at the same time Sam saving the mom and saving his like he got the chance to do something about it yeah yeah finally Uh, yeah he 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 got the chance to do something about it because it happened to him yes because he had those flashes yeah, he finally has power in a way that he didn't have the other two times this happened. Yeah. Partially because of his bond with his brother. And it's interesting because that's a pattern like of Sam rescuing slash comforting the female victim of a supernatural attack and Dean rescuing and or comforting a like baby or child has happened. Right. Like this is like the, I think this is, might be the fourth time we've seen it in 20 episodes, which is statistically just like really high that we get like it's almost never the other way around intentional or not it's a pretty heavy like remember reminding us of like what their kind of roles are in terms of how they save people and why they save people like sam saves people Mm. because he lost his mom and his girlfriend dean saves people because he like almost lost his brother he's trained to always be an older sibling Kind of yeah identity you're like yes. what your identity where your where your primary piece of identity is like sam i think his primary piece of identity at this point is it a lot in like i lost my mom and i lost my girlfriend also <laughs> another link to an earlier episode also only tangentially related but in the pilot sam points out to like before this is before jess dies sam points out to dean like mom's dead like mom's dead and she's never coming back and dean like slams him up against the wall and is like don't talk about her like that and this episode we get yeah. almost the exact opposite of that scene where now this time sam is like you know yeah just basically that reminder that like what's dead stays dead regardless of what you do like regardless mm. of what happened which again i think connects to that whole idea of like memories versus the future of like yes you can finish the story that started in the past but you can't change what's past like maybe address your trauma a little bit yeah. the real the real message of this episode <laughs> so hey, trauma. talk to a therapist <laughs> and like really talk to a therapist <laughs> sam has talked to a therapist this season and it did not it was not very helpful did not do some self-work yeah <laughs> i was gonna say um like in terms of Dean and John's relationship, all Dean knows is hurt. And that's all the memories he has is just, I was doing those things instead. Mm. Mm. And like, I, I like that's the only memories really that. But yeah. Yeah. I, go on. Sorry, a very brief note. Um, I noticed a, like a verbal tick that that Dean has that I we've also seen John have, where like Dean does the to Sam, he goes the you understand me, um, which is something we've heard John say a couple of times. But when Dean uses it, it's it's to remind Sam that like nobody's dying tonight. Like I'm gonna take care of you. This is not the end of the story. Like we're gonna get the demon but like it's we're not gonna we're not going out tonight um as opposed to like when john uses it which is usually in the context of like an order of like you do this Mm. thing that i'm telling you to do like dean's is about like love and family and john's is almost Mm. always about like revenge on the job and i just was like that verbal little like he's picked up so much of his father but also entirely is unlike him that's a great point to make sure that Sam understands him and, and John uses it as like a threat. I, I think that sort of ties into something that I noticed that scene when they're about to, um, they get that first call that Pastor Jim is dead mm-hmm. and they're starting to get back in the cars 
and Sam heads like starts again to the Impala and Dean doesn't move for a second right and he's just staring at John and he's like no like what is it there's something else right and then John is like oh exactly I wanted to talk more about my feelings thank you I don't want to hear yours um (laughs) right but there is like that moment where Dean can see something that Sam either can't I think probably can't or doesn't see um and also doesn't care to see Mm. um and I think that sort of plays on what you're saying because I think it's tied to um Sam only remembers John as a father aka you know sucking ass um and Dean has Dean only remembers his dad as a hunter and I think that that difference in how like tying it back to memories right that difference in how they remember and look at John Mm -hmm. um yes and how that's tied to their own again not to always talk about the Winchester trauma but tied to their trauma and tied to their identities Mm -hmm. and also like the things that they're there for Um, I thought that was a really interesting point as well nice job Theo yeah nice good stuff anything else before we I have to go to the bathroom so bad cool go do it I'll be right back pause break I'm gonna like pause the recording so that I don't have random stuff to cut out mom mom just texted me and she said shh quieter please (laughs) I would like to reiterate that it's only it's not even 10 o'clock there and mom records podcasts all the time and tells us to be quiet all the time Right. Yeah, tell her say shh. I'm was also I, did, I like, said I'm recording a podcast. Listen to your book. <laughs> this is the power of her conversation. This is the power of the third sibling. I'm yes. constantly, I'm constantly impressed. I'm in, I'm always I'm impressed by the the things like third and fourth siblings, even second sibling. I'm just impressed with the things siblings after. Yes, the eldest. Abigail and I have whole conversations where we're like, can you imagine having the gall of a second born child? <laughs> and we're mostly oh, just wait. very impressed. And a very, oh, jealous, very much so. A, little, a lot jealous. A lot jealous. A lot jealous. It's, a lot jealous. it's like, I wish, I wish my brain worms let me speak like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. My brain worms just make me, just make me, I, Inter- yeah my, my brain, brain was just eat my, my brain just eat my brain. strange looks yeah honestly the things that yeah. i got away with <laughs> baffles me <laughs> like and i did it and i was like oh <laughs> you look back okay. and you're like, like i was there if i was hannah beth never would have i would have died been dead been dead dead <laughs> gone bottle of whiskey <laughs> what nah no chance <laughs> Okay, we're going to move into a segment called Going Meta. We're going to talk about some of the lore of the show, some character stuff, and pop culture and fun stuff. First off, our death counter. So first off, just like deaths in general. Do we only have the two? And is it only Caleb and Jim? So really then that's- hint at more. Yeah. 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 But not in this episode. We only have two. Do we see it? And I would term the two that we have as as not just like meaningful because they're humans, but like significant because they we haven't really met them, but they've been referenced before. We know they're hunters who work mm-hmm. with John. Presumably, also grew, the boys grew up around them somewhat. I wish right. I really wish we'd gotten to know Pastor Jam and Caleb more because mm-hmm. just, it's unfortunate because they're parts of like the boys' childhood that we like never get to know. I did, um, as soon as the episode started, I did forget what kind of show it was. So the priest (laughs) was there talking to Meg and I was like, oh yeah, cool priest. And she started like talking and he ran back and had all those weapons. I was like, holy (laughs) shit, that guy is loaded. Oh my God, he's got, oh, he's a hunter. I'm a freaking idiot. (laughs) It's okay. You're you're not an idiot though, Theo, because I had forgotten that that was G- pastor jim and had the exact same reaction where i was like that's a fucking lot of weapons and then went that's and then went that's pastor jim that's obviously pastor jim and now i remember what's coming next in the scene so, so i had the, the exact same experience 
I was also sitting there like, now why does this priest have so many weapons? <laughs> is this man in Texas? Yeah. Is this a typical, like for a brief moment, I was like, oh, he's in the vestry. Like, you know, like wherever, I'm unsure of this denomination, wherever this man's going. And then it turned and I was like, that looks like a gun. And then it turned, I was like, oh, that looks like a lot of guns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been on the podcast and I was like, why, why would, now, why would this priest it's because know about a demon? We haven't, I don't think we have seen Jim on screen or if we have, it's been very brief. I think we've had a phone, couple of phone calls from him. So like, yeah, we haven't no, actually. No, entirely fair. So that's that. Bechdel test. I don't think two women talk there, to each other at all. Just Meg. Were two women ever on screen at the same and time? And the mom. And the mom. Oh, oh yeah. And the, mom. the mom and the the girl, the, her daughter were on screen at the same time, but her daughter is six months old. <laughs> yeah. <Could not. laughs> Does this mother speaking to her child pass the bare minimum for like saying maybe the patriarchy isn't in complete power? Only if the baby isn't talking about the dad. (laughs) She did say dada. God damn it. Hard fail. Hard fail. We have not passed the Bechdel test in like six episodes, I think. Like it's been, I don't know exactly how many. It's been a while. It's not we're gonna i'm gonna figure out the percentage of episodes that pass as of next episode and figure out the percentage of season one episodes that pass and it's gonna be be very low very low so moving along to lore so this is just anything about the world building anything that we find out about a supernatural universe in general we didn't i don't think yeah meg's a demon interesting point there is when they have a com- the boys and John have a conversation and Dean says, I think it's Dean says, you think she's a demon? And then John says either that or she's possessed by one. But I was like, do you think demons can sometimes just like have human bodies? Like, like I, it, yeah, I was confused about what own. they were trying to imply there. Yeah. I was like, I mean, obviously she's possessed by a demon. Demons don't have like, aren't just like nor- their own little Right. Like, I mean, I mean, they can be corrupted humans, so it could theoretically, but they haven't really explained that a whole lot at this point. It just seems like a bit of a weird. Do you have a theory, Hannah? N- no, not helpful. Not a helpful one. <laughs> um, <laughs> more of, more of a. If Dean is willing to believe that sometimes spiritual beings just have a body. Um, no, that's John that said that though. John's the one that oh. says either that or she's possessed by one. I don't know. I'm, I'm just willing to buy that in for Cass. Like, lay some groundwork. Welcome my son to the room. You well, know? Good. Isn't Cass possessing a guy's body? Isn't He's that... A, it's a vessel. Yeah. Right. So, Canonically. Like, isn't that the whole Has thing Cass is that they're all possessing bodies? No. Cass, we're three seasons not. away from Cass. Yeah. He's yeah. So we just, far away. We find so. a way to shoehorn a discussion about Cass into as many episodes as we can. Okay, because yeah. we know the, the fandom appreciates that i i did wonder about where where john gets the those crosses that he dropped into the the water like <laughs> just going and stealing those, him does he get them from churches where he goes like is uh, he like hey can i take this does he ask what, what I he mean, orders in bulk he orders does in he bulk. seduce a nun and take that like i i don't i don't know oh it's interesting i mean i'm gonna bet he does not buy them himself he does not seem like the kind to spend money when he could not spend money yeah when yeah. he could con something when he could con something that's fair so i do like the idea of him just like going having to go to go to church in order to steal <laughs> like let me just sit in service so that he can steal a bunch of <laughs> imagine you look up and john winchester is at church with you <laughs> 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 but he's not there hunting like, something he's just there to like stock up on necessary I, supplies like what is what is john winchester trying to pretend he's penitent look like oh i mean roughly like, like the he past, has a couple like, imagine times in this anything. episode when he looks fuck like yeah like he's gonna look yeah in, in, get him if you know what's coming if like he's gonna look in a couple of episodes at the end of speeding of season two 
Mm. Fair. For those of y'all that know, know what's coming. Anyway. Um, I'm going to move to pop culture. Any pop culture references y'all noticed? I was looking. I, I was like, Dean's really not pulling any of them out today. He's doing nothing. Very somber in this I actually, I actually thought it was really interesting that Sam gave the woman, like, I just noticed that the Sam gave that woman, Jessica, his real name. Um, Sam, I feel like my gut instinct is that Sam tends to do that every so often anyway. Um, but it just felt like such a personal moment because I was mm-hmm. looking for him to use a fake name or what he was going to say. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm Sam. Yeah. That's my real name. Because <laughs> he, he creates the connection with them. Whereas mm-hmm. Dean puts that barrier to keep them safe mm. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah um next up is locations this episode takes place in a town called salvation um i believe it's iowa yes they say it's salvation. iowa um for filming locations um this is filmed in mostly vancouver and richmond it's filmed at a um church obviously that first scene and then yeah a bunch of other locations um by a trestle which is a couple of the more out of the city sort of shots so yeah that's it for locations um canada yes um in terms of uh international episode titles the most interesting one that i thought was there's one that's called on the trail of the devil which I mean, I like the title Salvation. It's an interesting title, but On the Trail of the Devil is a cool title too. It's hopping. Yeah. It's sexier. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what language that one was in. Last in our going meta segment is Gaydars. Where does gayness come from and how is it transmitted? So gender, sexuality, anything y'all noticed on those general themes. Oh, I mean, not much more than, you know, the, the typical John Winchester imposes his, you know, tough man stereotype on his sons. Yeah, it's kind of it. A lot of that. In this episode, there's not a lot else. There wasn't a lot of other characters in there. No, it really was, didn't have an opportunity. I think the things that I noticed is, one, just how often we talk about the boys in terms of gender roles which I, I think is a lovely analysis train. Um, but also um, the scene when they split up and they're going to the different hospitals um, and and Dean walks in and notices the woman, like the beautiful woman notices that she's checking him out. And you can see the moment, right? Where he like sees the woman looking at him. He like starts to turn away. He processes what she looks like and like then like shifts his face, right? And like, is like, oh, like, I think Melina's like, she's like, can I do anything for you? And he's like, oh, performance. The performance is yeah. like instantly. Immediately. Which, well done, Jensen Ackles, for portraying that as a progression as opposed to playing that scene as if he like came in and it like, we get to see it happen on his face. Yeah. 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 That was a choice, not like his instinctive reaction to seeing her. Yeah. It was just super interesting. Right. And it was very much like the, the John goes and is like clapping hands and Sam is doing research and Dean is squirting his way. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, the right, we get it. In the library. Going yeah. <laughs> we, we just keep hammering down on like, this is, these are the roles, which is interesting yeah. when you like, these are the roles. These are what these characters do. And we haven't diverged from them a whole lot yet. We'll get like there. They really flourish in those roles. <laughs> The last thing I wanted to mention before we kind of move into our last segment of today is this is actually the first episode that features Carry On My Wayward Son. We, when we were watching it on Prime, Amazon doesn't have the rights to a bunch of songs. And so they substitute songs a ton. But this actually, the title song is actually Carry On My Wayward Son. So that's, this is the, this is the moment where that song becomes important to the show. Surprisingly, actually not in the finale of the season. And every other season, right. it will be the finale that will feature Carry On My Wayward Son. This season, it's the penultimate episode penultimate. for some reason. 
I appreciate that we both felt the need to say penultimate there. Like it's a really I just love that word. It's satisfying. You don't get any many opportunities to use that word. You really don't. That's why I was so excited when you said it was the second to last. And I was like, yes. Penult- I'm gonna get to say penultimate at well, at least one point. <laughs> I um, do also sorry, I do also think it's iconic that Hannah mentioned earlier, like obviously Dean has very big gender vibes just period oh yeah while i am over here like and obviously sam <laughs> has big gender vibes anyway sorry sorry <laughs> you were over here like obviously jeffrey dean morgan has big gender vibes as no a hunter this one as a hunter but as a younger sibling so Theo's sam has right. so much gender okay That's i want to hear i want to i want to hear i want to hear if you will just like a, a, a moment of that because that's a new experience for this podcast we haven't had anyone on the podcast yet that's been like sam is gender feels yeah so. well and just in the like i'm gonna do a bad job explaining this but absolutely not you are great just in terms of like sam doing his best and being fully committed while also being like and also i'm gonna get really attached to this woman and her baby because it's really important to me and I'm gonna um make this the most important thing and then the older sibling being like hey buddy let's also make sure to like you know stay alive and being like okay I'm getting this done I gotta focus on two things <laughs> yeah <laughs> and one of them is myself yeah God damn yeah. it <laughs> yeah and like you know and every time Dean is like I want to look out for you or, you know, whatever. And Sam's like, "Ugh, you've been doing that so long. And Dean's like, yeah, I have. You I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, come on. That was very a very good description of that. Thank, thank you, you for sharing you. that thank with you. us. So we're going to finish today. Short little segment that's going to be predictions. I really like to do this segment when we have people on the show that have either not seen it ever or have not seen it in a long time and this is a great episode for it and some you i mean you are all familiar enough with supernatural that you sort of know generally what's coming but i want to hear if this episode alone gave you any interesting things you'd either expect or things you wish would happen so predictions and hopes for the finale of season one which is next episode um Okay, ideally, Meg would like, you know, flip up over to the guy now that she sees how disposable she is to the demons and whatnot. I don't know how that looks if she helps them kill the other demon. Ideally, that demon, the one that killed their mom and Jess, will die or get banished, whatever that means for demons. Yeah. I think I think the split between Dean and Sam is going to be driven bigger right by their differing goals and how they're approaching this full stop um but also narratively i would expect that there's a moment where sam uh, where dean has to choose between sam and john Um, we've been ramping up to that all season like contrasting his loyalty to john as a like training thing that he's been Mm. expected to do and his loyalty to sam out of like this pure like sibling devotion very much so and i think very very distinctly um, sort of in this moment of like we started off when he was like oh I'm loyal Sam because that's what dad wants and realizing that's not the case yeah. Um, yeah so narratively I would expect him to have to choose between them much more explicitly right um, and I think and I think narratively also like neither of them are going to expect that he chooses Sam right um, you know and I say that and I'm like well obviously the show goes on but also like even just in the first season. Oh, okay. Hello? Uh, obviously it's Sam. Yeah. Um, very, very but clearly, I don't think like, obviously. So clearly. To I the viewers. To like, the viewers, as opposed to, to the characters who I'm yeah. not sure, yeah, are there yet. No, have really even know that that's attention inherently. Right. Um, um, I feel like just as a prediction, like, the cults gonna like all the bullets will be used like they already used one there's only three in existence 
Yeah, they make a big deal about OBUs. the fact that there are only four and they have no way of getting or making more. Yeah. So, I mean, I assume, like, obviously they can save shots, but that just doesn't seem like a carries on over into the second season if there's only three bullets left. Seems like it seems like that's got to pay off pretty soon. Yeah. And Meg's right there, I guess. Yeah. And well, and then we know there are at least three demons because there's Meg, there's the dude we don't get the name for, and there's the the one that killed the mom killer. Yeah. Yeah. So we know there's like at least three. Fascinating. I like these predictions. I'm excited for somebody's going to cry. One, at least one character is gonna have like a real emotional one tear. That, that man, yes. the man tear. The man tear. <laughs> Literally. Well, anything else any of y'all want to say? This is fantastic. This is a lot of fun. You did great. It yeah, was, this is awesome. I love it. You um, guys are awesome. Y'all are make this so fun. So thank you to the. <laughs> that we're we're just such chaos i respect it honestly it's great it's fantastic this was like so so much fun and i will i will come back and be like come back hey anytime (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) i will because this was very very fun so thank you thank you all for joining me today thanks for having us thanks for having us it was such a pleasure it's always good to talk to my siblings and you yeah it's like win-win and we got to watch a a fun show and in between and talk about it yeah and and yeah overall a good way of spending an evening yeah fantastic to our listeners thank you for coming along for the ride and we wish you a peaceful road until we meet again Next week, we are discussing the season one finale, episode 22, Devil's Trap. And we are going to be discussing this episode through the theme of free will. So if you are thinking about sharing this podcast with someone, now is the time to do it. This is going to be a fantastic end to our first season. And we are grateful for all of you who have joined us so far. Thanks, everyone. It's going to be awesome. A note to our listeners, this episode was recorded prior to our season three name change, where we went from Driver Picks the Podcast to Saving People, Queering Things. For all of our new social media platforms, visit queeringthingspodcast.com.